All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Welcome to the podcast where we are learning both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking, helping you prepare for your interviews and understand what this profession is all about. And I am an incoming MBA student trying to learn these things along with you. And so as I'm learning new concepts, as I'm mastering them, I'm sharing them with you, which not only helps me, but helps you. And so thank you so much for being here. We're talking about valuation today, and that's the series that we're on now. We're trying to understand the basic valuation concepts. And so today specifically, we're covering multiples you should know. What are some of the key ratios or multiples that you're going to need to know as an investment banker? So let's remind ourselves really quickly, what is the purpose of a multiple in the context of valuation? Well, a multiple is just some kind of valuation metric. It's just a fraction, basically. It's a way that we can understand value through the lens of usually two different variables. And usually there's some kind of like a revenue type of earnings variable in the denominator and some kind of overall value or size metric in the numerator. That's usually the framework that's used for these multiples. And it gives us a sense of how expensive or cheap a company is, how expensive or cheap a company is. And there's a lot of different ways we can break this down, but fundamentally that's what's going on. And we care about this because of course, if we're helping a client do an M&A deal, for example, they're going to need to know how much their business is worth. And in order to do that, multiples are a very useful tool. So let's go ahead and dive into some of the most common of these multiples. The first multiple that I want to cover is super, super common. It's EV to EBITDA. So EV standing for enterprise value. EBITDA standing for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. And we've covered these concepts before. So if you're not familiar with what these terms mean by themselves, go back through the archive and I encourage you to listen. But we've got enterprise value in the numerator here and then EBITDA in the denominator. And what this does is it helps us understand the overall value of a business relative to its operational earnings but before it's impacted by things like interest and depreciation. So it gives us this proxy for cash flow as far as EBITDA and enterprise value gives us this overall valuation metric of, remember the equation for enterprise value, debt plus equity plus preferred stock plus non-controlled interest minus cash. So it gives us a sense of the overall, I think of it as like the size of the firm, like how much capital has been put into this firm. And that divided by your EBITDA gives you a certain multiple. And again, this is one of the most common ones. You'll see this a lot. So EV to EBITDA is one of the multiples that you need to know. Another multiple that you should know is EV to EBIT. So enterprise value to earnings before interest and taxes. Now, why would we ever use EBIT instead of EBITDA? Well, it's useful because sometimes using EBITDA isn't that appropriate. Now, the EBIT multiple, EV to EBIT, can be useful when looking at the valuation of capital-intensive companies. 
for example, airplane manufacturers or oil and gas producers. And the reason is EBIT, it has a depreciation embedded within it, which helps us see a truer value of earnings of a company with a lot of capital assets that are being depreciated. And so if we were to just use EBITDA, if it's a crane manufacturing company that's producing massive cranes and has massive capital expenditures and really high depreciation expenses, well, if we add back that depreciation expense, then it might look like the firm is earning a very different number than it really is from an operational perspective. So that's why you would use EV to EBIT in some situations. So the third multiple I want to cover is another enterprise value multiple, but this one's a little bit different. Instead of comparing EV to EBIT or EBITDA, what happens if we compare enterprise value to revenue? Well, this is useful because it can help you understand the overall value of a business relative to the revenue generated. If a business is operating at a loss, for example, an early stage company, then we can't really use EBIT or EBITDA, right? It's not, it's not generating positive earnings. It would be a negative fraction. But if a business is earning revenue, then we can use that as kind of a yardstick to understand relative valuation for that kind of a business. So that's why you would use something like an EV to revenue multiple. And then there's two other multiples I want to talk about today that aren't related to enterprise value. It's more on the equity value side which is not capital neutral, but dependent on the capital structure of the corporation. So first we have price to earnings. This is arguably one of the most famous ratios in the entire stock market. And PE stands for the price of a stock per share divided by the earnings per share. And then another way you could think about this or calculate this is the equity value of a business divided by the net income. I kind of look at that version of the ratio as like the bigger brother to the other version of the ratio, which is price per share divided by earnings per share, because the latter is focused on a per share basis, whereas the former is focused on just the value of the corporation versus the value of the net income. So in any case, you can calculate price to earnings And this is most important in an investment banking context when we're looking at financial companies. So for example, if we're looking at the value of a bank or an insurance company, it's really useful. And why would we use PE instead of like an EV to EBITDA for this kind of a business? Well, that's because if we think about the business model of a bank for a second, what does a bank do? A bank takes in deposits from individuals and institutions And then it lends out money. It makes money off of loans. That is, it makes money through interest and fees. Now, remember, what is EBITDA? EBITDA is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. So if EBITDA is before interest, then that kind of messes with the whole business model of a bank because a substantial portion of a bank's earnings are in the form of interest. So it's a fundamentally different business model, which is why we want to look at our overall net income, which accounts for interest in the case of a bank. So that's why a PE ratio would be useful for a bank because earnings, that E in the denominator, is net income. 
So that's something that is important to understand. The the economics of those types of firms are different than your typical non-financial business. And then in a similar vein, there's another ratio you should know called price to book or P to B ratio. Now this one, it's more of an old school ratio that isn't used as much anymore, but it used to be more important before modern times. And it's also useful when looking at financial companies because that book, what does book mean? It stands for something called book value. And book value, it's essentially equity. And we covered this when we looked at the balance sheet basics several episodes ago. Assets equals liabilities plus shareholders' equity. And if we rearrange that equation, our shareholders' equity equals our assets minus liabilities. It's just like if you own a house. The equity you have in that house is equivalent to the value of the home minus the liabilities, aka your mortgage. And that's the amount of equity that you have. So we could think of book value as the net worth of the company if we sold everything, paid off all the liabilities, and then we see what's left. That's what book value is. And it's useful for financial companies. Um, And so that's price to book. So those are the types of multiples that you should know. EV to EBITDA, which you'll see a lot. EV to EBIT. EV to revenue, price to earnings, and price to book. Those are some of the things that you should know. And understand those ratios. If you're not that familiar with them, study them a little bit. Try to understand them for different types of companies, and it'll become more clear to you the more you study them. So that's what I've got for you today. On the next episode, we're going to be looking at some more multiples, but we're going to be looking at some industry-specific multiples. So join me next time for that. Until then, this is Alex Mason with Investment Banking Insights. I'll see you next time.